Brandon Kellum asked me earlier today who we were covering this week, and I sent him the band name, and he's like, did you just punch the keyboard randomly? <laughs> did you tell him it was my fault? Oh, yeah. Dude, it was 100% I blamed, I blamed all you. of it on you. <laughs> I was like, this is what happens when we let Jeff pick the bands. Is that what you told him? That's exactly what I told him. <laughs> word for word. I can show you a transcript if you'd like. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> and if you believe that Dan has a transcript of exactly what he said, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Jeff. And what band are we talking about, Jeff? Vigetta. This will be a pop quiz later for those of you that are reading it can right now. Can you say that for me one more time? Uh, I'll try. <laughs> Vilgetta. Vilgetta. So where did this band come from? Because Lord knows I have no idea. I think Sweden. Uh, my, my love of World of Warcraft. That's where this band came from. So World of Warcraft and Sweden. Yes. His love of World yeah. of Warcraft, I think, is right next door to Sweden. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, hell, it started my, uh, my, it rekindled my love affair with In Flames back in the day because uh, Jesper was such a big fan of, of WoW as well. But yeah, it, they had, um, they had this whole like viral marketing thing, uh, where there's a, uh, there's a, a character that they could not pronounce properly because their their heavy accent, which is Thrall, who's a badass orc, so. Uh, they end up saying Thull all the time, and it just kind of became like this meme uh, amongst uh, WoW people, and it just became a joke. And then I started listening to their music, and I'm like, holy shit, they're really good. And I had stopped playing WoW a long time ago, but I still listen to these guys because they're, they're pretty badass. They definitely reek of Meshuga and bands of that nature. I did it. I did is there it something one wrong point, with that? <laughs> I did at one point mention they sound like if Meshuga was taking a shit. It would sound something like this. I'm not saying the band is oh, shit. Oh, you I'm told me that it was. You said if uh, it sounds like if Gojira and Mashuga had a love child together. Yes, and that's like that's awesome to me. Yeah, but that was after I only listened to three seconds of audio. So the yeah. the, the coming to the, the the taking a shit part hadn't developed fully yet. Damn, but that's okay. Before we get into the Swedish death metal bands taking a shit, I'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone that is listening to this podcast. Thank you for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, you can find everything discography discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We are on Google Play. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on TuneIn Radio. So if you have an Amazon Echo product, you can say to it, Alexa, play the latest episode of Discography discussion and she will we're also on facebook and on twitter at discuss metal be sure to like favorite and subscribe and dan is going to tell us all about five star reviews we love five star reviews here at discography discussion let me tell you the more five star reviews that we receive the more notable we become as a podcast and the more searchable we become and that's really important because we really want you guys to be able to find us whenever you type in something like metal podcast let's say you hear 30 seconds of a podcast hopefully ours and you say man what was that podcast it was a metal podcast the more five star reviews we get the easier it'll be for you to find us if you type in something like metal podcast However, if you don't have a strong opinion of us, let us know that too. Will you give us whatever kind of review you think we deserve? We received the following 
Facebook Messenger message from Derek Smith on Friday. He says, yo, fellas, about 80% into the tourniquet episode. And I'd, I'd have to say this is one of my top five all-timers of the 100 or the hundreds of podcasts I've heard. Props to you and way to go. Well, thank you very much, Derek Smith. Thank you, sir. Yeah, we really appreciate that. And uh, we're glad to have you as a listener. And uh, Man, I wish, now I wish I was on the tourniquet episode. Yeah. Ah. That's all right. We called up our buddy Vaughn from Perth, Australia. He's kind of like the Australian Jeff. He's great. I got something to tell you. We're hiring Vaughn full time. (laughs) Sweet. I know this is an awkward time to bring this up, but, (laughs) you know. I was bummed because I wanted to talk about my love of of weird ass metal from Australia, since I know he would probably know who Ni Avaliscaris is, since you guys don't. Yeah, I'm, we're not talking about whatever that is you just said. <laughs> we are it's talking another, about it's another band we can't be. Okay, here, here's the trick. If we ever are covering a band and we can't pronounce it, there's a good chance I'm the one that picked the band. That's the only chance. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, thank you very much, Derek Smith. We really appreciate your feedback. Absolutely. And... Uh, you know, definitely hit us up anytime. I did respond to that message already. So, um, if you're listening to this again, thank you. Uh, another big thank you goes out to Dave Cassidy, uh, who is supporting us on Patreon. Uh, we appreciate you, Dave, and we love you, man. Cannot wait to game with you on the 24 hour gaming marathon. That's coming up on November 4th. Yeah. Tell me all about that. Yeah. So on November 4th, uh, the discography discussion crew, uh, myself, Jeff, uh, Dave, um, just you know, our our Patreon supporters. Uh, I'm here too. Yeah, and Joe. Joe's coming too. We're all coming, and uh, we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna play video games for 24 hours. Uh, hopefully, we can all stay awake that long. And uh, we are basically doing this to raise money for local children's hospitals here in St. Louis. And uh, we actually have a link on our page. Whenever this podcast comes out, there'll be a link to the fundraising page. Uh, where you can actually donate to us. So uh, think of it like a like a walkathon. You're you're basically sponsoring us to play uh, games for this long, and it's all going to a really good cause. This is not money that's going into our pocket. Um, if you would like to put money into our pocket, we also have a Patreon page. Uh, if you go to www.patreon.com/discussmetal, you can uh, check out some of the perks that we have for contributing to Patreon. Uh, all said and done, let's uh, let's get to the elephant in the room. I already forgot how to pronounce this band's name. Hey you. Do you like the Tales from the Crypt series? Do you like spooky things in general? Then check out the Good Evening Kitties podcast. That's Good Evening Kitties podcast. G-O-O-D-E-V-E-N-I-N-G-K-I-D-D-I-E-S podcast. Each week, I'll review a new episode from the TV series The Tales from the Crypt. Find me on Podbay, Podbean, or iTunes. That's the Good Evening Kitties podcast. Check it out today. All right, so Jeff. Vildiarta. 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 Hey, Joe's got it. He Do I still not have it? That's what happens when you're Vildjarta. a vocal major and you're Vildjarta. required to pronounce words correctly. Vildjarta. And I'm actually Scandinavian roots. That's horrible. That shows in the attitude sometimes, I'm telling you. Yep. Hi-yo! Oh, history. I thought I kind of gave some of the history lesson already. I mean, they're 
what really got them started was their uh, love of World of Warcraft <laughs> and their inability to pronounce Thrall. It just became a, this huge phenomenon. And uh, I don't think people realize how many WoW players there are out there in the world and how big of a... I mean, there's millions of people that play it and then there's tons of metalheads that play it as well. So it all works out. And it started, I guess, what was it? Um, crap. Swedish death metal band started, I think, in 2009 with their debut EP, Omni Slash. that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, Omni Slash. Which is a uh, reference to Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Yes, it is. Which, good luck finding it. I was not able to. This is yeah, great. Yeah, I couldn't find this one either. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to listen to this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm there too. I couldn't find it. It's before they... That was self. That was a self-released. Okay. And, and then I think what it goes to to Ma- Mastodon. 2011. Yeah. Their only and, studio album to date. Yeah. Yeah. The other one's an EP uh, after this, but it looks like I'm gonna have a cat uh, come hang out with me. Cool. Um, well, lead the way, Jeff. This is all you. It's not hard to figure out why I like these guys. I mean, I'm kind of a broken record. This is a cover-to-cover album. It's fantastic. There's a couple of standout tracks if, that I like. Traces and probably Deceit are probably my two favorites. I know they're not the most popular. I think that's Shadow and Dagger, I think, are the ones that get the most radio play. Oh, there's a cat. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Give me some of that eternal golden monk, and I'm a happy guy. Yeah, that one's really good, too, man. It suffers it's, uh, from the stereotypical gent sludge in places. Yeah, I mean, there's just plenty of the gent involved in here. The um, just say degen. You guys sound like assholes when you say it is gent. <laughs> there's um, there's I can't remember exactly what they say, but there's some part in Eternal Golden Monk that I really dig the lyrics. They they say I know, holy shit, uh, lyrics coming from Jeff. I know, I know. That's a first. But some yeah, S- second, they third. Talk, they, well, it's because it kind of hits home for me because I'm a little uh, a perfectionist. And they say, you know, once you strive for, you know, perfection, you know, you only there's only one way left to go, you know, and that's down. It that's probably not exactly what they're. It's not verbatim what they say because that's I'm not. I don't follow the lyrics quite as crazy as Dan does. But man, that just totally like nailed it for me because that's like if anybody who's a perfectionist, you know, you're you kill yourself anytime that you you're not perfect, and. Uh, that song was re- that song was really good because of that. I, I really actually dug lyrics for a change on a change on a song. So, yeah, that's a really good song too. Well, so what I liked about this album that was striking to me was uh, obviously, yeah, you've got you've got kind of a technical death metal meets a uh, degent kind of kind of modern band. Um, I would actually even call this deathcore, even though that's like a dirty word. Um, it definitely it definitely has that influence of just spastic time signatures. Um, really sludgy, really sludgy breakdowns, uh, guttural death metal vocals, high pitched shrieks thrown in there, um, and it, it really hits you like an oral assault. Um, it, it you know it's uh, there's a lot going on at once, and you're not going to be able to digest it the first time you listen to it. Um, it definitely is a blender of different influences. Um, I definitely hear I hear a lot of Meshuga. Um, in the more atmospheric sections, I definitely hear uh, I definitely hear Gojira in there, and um, and honestly, the the production quality is really 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 punchy and in your face. 
And I like that. I like that the record just kind of hits you coming out of the gate. And um, just just a lot of a lot of weird stuff going on here. Um, a lot of dissonance uh, thrown in there. Uh, a lot kind of a kind of a permeating atmosphere is all over each of the songs. And uh, the band is uh, really crazy with their time signatures. Um, some of this shit had to have been near impossible to pull off in studio. Uh, it was definitely <laughs> math core. At, yeah, at it times. was. I mean, it, yeah, you know, definitely, definitely a hundred percent rock solid. Um, my favorite track on this record is the Lone Deranger, uh, which is the last song. The last song, yeah, that's because, a good song. Uh, I'm, the whole damn thing's good, right? Because on Deceit, before that, you know, things had kind of slowed down a little, slowed down a little bit, and uh, on the Lone Deranger, it just all kicks back in full force and uh, really carries the album home for you. Um, it's, it really did really great for this album, and uh, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed that this was their only like main release. It looks like they haven't done anything in a few years. So was this an independent group, recorded. or did they? No, this was on Metal Blade, dude. Yeah, this is Metal Blade. Mm-hmm. So one record with an EP on each side, and they haven't done anything for a few years. I mean, right, well, there's there's been they've been like every like six months they're hinting at stuff that they that, that they're they've put out like they'll release like little snippets on youtube but yeah i i think these guys are i haven't looked into it too closely but i think they're almost like a studio band uh mainly because i don't know how the hell you play some of the shit live for starters it consistently Mashuga does it every night yeah but they're kind of <laughs> opeth also yeah, Opeth's not this crazy, but yeah, but there's not there's not a ton of people that can do what that Meshuggah does night in night out. I mean, they're they're very special being able to consistently do that. Absolutely, but you know, there there's stuff out there. I I, I hope that there's something more coming. I mean, I, I love these guys way too much for the just to be the two EPs and a full length album. It's there's gotta be more coming. And like I said, with the, the few random hints that they give it, I think there is something coming. One other thing that I really dig that, w- that we didn't hit on quite yet is I like the fact that there's dual vocalists. Yeah. Um, you could really hear that too. Um, yeah. Each vocalist yeah, is bit, extremely good at what they do. Instead of one guy trying to master two, di- two different styles. I mean, I've heard it in other bands before, but um, this, the, yeah, like Christian from Star Symmetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's another one of those guys that you just. Well, I guess now he's in the Solution Forty Five, but you, he's in a ton of bands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, as far as like his main bands, those yeah. are like Solution Forty Five is his main thing right now. I think, but yeah, not many people can pull off what he does and be able to have everything. But I actually like the the dual vocalists and the the different, you know, that they're they're both bringing something different to the table. I really really dig it. Yeah, and I got a little bit of a space vibe off of this too. Um, yeah, you know, it just seemed very, very out in the atmosphere. Um, it could just be those pretty, pretty uh, stars through the trees, you know. But uh, no, I don't know. This this record was very melodic while still beating me in the head with a tire iron, and uh, and I enjoyed that experience for some reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you're hitting on exactly what I love about metal. I want it to be beautiful and brutal at the same time, and that's what draws me to bands like Vilgiata. They, they, you know, they, they kind of run the gamut. I, I like I like things that are beautiful, but I like things that are, you know that are that kick the shit out of you too. So sure, they're they're, they're perfect. So moving on to their second release, uh, Thousands of Evils. Um, 
so this is an EP, but it's got eight songs on it, so it's like basically an album. Um, yeah. It even has an intro. I mean, if you have an EP and it has to have an introduction song, I mean, you know. <laughs> um, I found this one to actually be uh, to be much heavier than uh, than the it previous. Is. Than their, I know it's not called Mastodon, but let's just call it Mastodon. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. Mastodon. Yeah, dude, I'm 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 at a really at a loss on how to pronounce any of these names, especially on this record. Yeah, lots of Swedish, man. Yeah, and so I did enjoy the music. Um, could have done without the two two and a half minute intro track, but you know it's all good. Um, I feel like the band really kicked it off on their second song on this, which I really can't pronounce. It's like linger. I don't. I'm not even gonna try. Longsmadon. Longsmadon. Sure. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> I, I think. I like, that <laughs> I like that it says Dan at the end. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I feel, I feel like that song just really kind of comes in and bludgeons you. And uh, I felt like there was a little bit more focus on heaviness here and technicality, um, which has made it a little bit sound a little bit more sterile, I think, than, uh, than the previous record. But, um, but I, I did appreciate the step up in heaviness with this record. Um, and I think that they just, uh, I think they're like really honing their craft because despite the songs being more, inter- more like more aggressive, they're not necessarily more interesting than the previous record. I almost feel like they just kind of felt like we need to beat the shit out of everyone. It's <laughs> okay. You know, this type of music is basically just how can we be rhythmic and pounding? I mean, I don't ever have a real... I don't ever have a lot to say. I mean, it's melodic in places, it's heavy in places, but for the most part, it's... My guitar is down in F-sharp, and I'm just, you know, plunking it like a mountain djembe or something. It's... I get it, but it doesn't stand out for me. Just not your thing? Oh, it's it's fun to listen to, but it's 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 kind of like listening to... You know, it's like listening to butt rock. Sometimes I listen to it because it doesn't oh. require any thought. I kind of feel the same way about. Oh, this requires a gin. lot of thought. Um, at least to make it, it does. I mean, I do admit that the that the songs didn't leave a super lasting impression on me. Um, and I think that's just more because of the brevity of it all. You know, when we're when we're looking at in an hour and a half of obtainable music, and not even really that. Um, I have heard bands' albums that are like longer than this band's discography it's all the sun um yes. <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah um, we got a we got a what a seven hour uh album coming out eventually from them so yeah, we'll see well, how that goes that's all you man you can have that one i don't even know if i can handle that so um, i mean i'm a marathon man but i don't know if i could do that so this band didn't really have like a super long discography to sustain a full discussion I wish there's more that I could say about it, and I do really like it. Um, I think the band is uh, the band is definitely talented, and I would like to hear more albums um, for sure. Um, so we're we're kind of hoping out for that. But I thought that uh, I thought that with the extra time, maybe we could uh, do a little bit of an update. Um, there's a couple of bands that we've talked about in the past that have released new albums since we talked about them do tell jeff can you guess which one i'm talking about mainly uh the contortionist yes the contortionist has a new album out is this going to be a secret double feature 
Well, I, it's not really a double feature. I just thought we could just, you know, do little updates like this every now and again. Um, yep. they, they have an album out this year called Clairvoyant. Yep, and if you're Clairvoyant, you would know that they went straight to Prague Rock. Yes, they did. In the, in, the, in the footsteps of Opeth before them. Yeah, in this instance, you know, I know we're all metalheads, but I actually, uh, I'm okay with this step. I don't like it as much as I like language, but I th- if you go back and listen to our contortionist episode, you know, there's a real sentimental connection for me and Dan to that album. So that's probably going to be a big part of it. But you want to just talk about chillaxing. I mean, just put it on. Clairvoyant is a great album to just chill to, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very much I feel like in the same vein as language, uh, or at least you know in the in the. In- in, in the more the the softer parts it's, of it's language, in the softer, it's yeah, so it's in like the softer between, edges of, yeah, of language. Between clairvoyant and language, they released um, kind of an updated version of language called Language Rediscovered Edition. And I feel like the rediscovered songs, like the songs that we have on clairvoyant, are like a little bit more in line with that, right? Um, and so I thought I thought that that was really cool, and I very much. Uh, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely still got that spacey theme to it. Um, it's still very relaxed, and honestly, I just kind of feel better about everything when I listen to it, uh, which is all I can really ask for with the contortionist. So I haven't heard this yet, but just getting my first taste of it now, it reminds me of that first time sitting down listening to Deliverance Damnation. You mentioned Opeth. You mentioned the prog rock. It sounds like they just kind of slowed down which when you're making music sometimes you slow down out of habit or out of reaction it's almost like you're saying okay we need to be tighter we need to be more focused as a group and usually the first instinct is slow down a little bit but so far it sounds like the contortionist yeah i mean there's no question it's still it's still them it's easy to tell. I mean, if you're a fan of contortionist, especially if you listen to language, I mean, it's easy to tell that everything on Clairvoyant is is brought to you by the contortionist. So what is your album review so far, Dan, of Clairvoyant? Well, I mean, like I just like I just said, it was um, definitely um, definitely a step in the slower direction, the more proggy direction. Um and it's weird because you know normally I'm really pissed off when this happens, <laughs> like when a band slows, really slows down to a halt and and goes in this kind of up its own ass kind of direction. But with the contortionist, you expected it. Well, first of all, they've been up their own ass since Exoplanet, so that's fine. Um, I'm used to that, and I and I, and I love it anyway. Um, so I don't think they necessarily had any delusions of like mainstream appeal. This is actually in a lot of ways less sellable than something like intrinsic uh, or language. You know, it's more, um, this sounds more to me just like more like what they wanted to do. Because I think at this stage in a band like this career, the, the really the sellout thing to do or the, the, um, the not as mainstream thing to do you know, is to, is to do what they're doing now. Whereas if they were going to sell out, they would just put out a rehash of one of their old albums. 
you know it's almost like you, we a lot of the times in metal you know we all praise when a band returns to their roots but like i feel like in a lot of cases that's just to like make that month's rent <laughs> you know like let's go back and play a style that is very reminiscent of what we had done before um i feel like that's kind of more of a sellout whereas this is um I think this is cool. I think this is unique and it's going to be interesting to see in the future like how far how far out they actually end up drifting. Yeah, I mean, we were making predictions um, before Clairvoyant came out off of the first, you know, the first couple of singles. Mm-hmm. You know, and my my thought is they were go- at the time was that they were going to go you know, almost mainstream rock and they didn't. I mean, it's just straight up prog rock yeah yeah it's not yeah which i was i was worried catchy on here (laughs) yeah i thought they were um not necessarily sell out but i just thought that was the um the direction that they were going to go and i'm glad you know i'm i i like prog rock so i'm perfectly fine you know with this album i i i think it's fantastic uh i think if i hadn't have heard um any of their previous stuff i still would really really enjoy it i think i'd be surprised if it went backwards in their discography you know if i heard clairvo- clairvoyant first and then heard everything else sure i mean yeah. there's a couple yeah, there's a couple of things on uh on language you know that i would have thought okay well that sounds like them but as soon as you go back to like exoplanet and stuff like that i'd be going holy shit right yeah I mean, yeah, it'd be a pretty big jump. But you know, I yeah. think I think Language is a really good album, a really good transitional album for them. Oh, it it, it is. Because it really like, is. you know, Intrinsic and Exoplanet are kind of like a nice two set. You know, they complement yeah. they complement one another. Um, language, I think I think I think even if you were listening backwards, I think Language would still bridge the gap. You know, um, it's perfectly yeah. it's perfectly placed in that sense. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I really enjoyed this uh, quite a bit, and um, I just felt like we needed to mention it that we've, we've wondered kind of over time, what do we do whenever a band puts out an album that we've already talked about, um, and that uh, and that was one I definitely wanted to make sure I hit on. I think I said there were a couple of bands, but the more I look at the previous episodes, I'm thinking there was just the one. <laughs> well, no, I think the other thing that you were thinking of was the the Syra or Kyra or however you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's, that's the other one that you're thinking of. And that's really, you know, just like a, an ancillary, uh, in flames. And I say that in the fact that, that it literally is in ancillary in flames. If you listen to in flames now, and you listen to Jesper, uh, Jesper's new band, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to say that which I one's was, the real in flames. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crushed by both in a bad yeah. way. Yeah. I was, I was so dis- I'm really, 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 really disappointed. Yeah. I mean, to but be- that's just because, you know, like we were talking about, we were hoping they'd go back to the roots and they're going another direction, which is cool for them. I'm glad that they're, you know, I'm glad for them. And it seems like they're getting a lot of good fanfare and a lot of people like it. Sure. It just, it, I need to listen to it more, I guess, is really what I'm saying. You know, it's really jarring because I was expecting one thing and I got something else. Absolutely. So especially after all the um, all the talk that Jesper's been doing, I was like, OK, yeah, we're going back to our roots. We're going to have a badass. Yeah. I mean, he, it, he recently said Inflames should change their name. 
And then to put out what he put out is it, you know, I don't think it's like, I mean, I don't think that the CI Dry album sounds like Battles, but it's definitely like, it's hard to explain. I mean, I like I like their singer's voice a lot more than I like Andrew's singing voice. Oh yeah, that's, if that's, that's any because, consolation, but yeah, that's because the guy can stri- he can he's got pipes. There's no question about it. It's just not the the type of pipes we were expecting to hear. But I, I'm kind of curious, you know, if there's anybody out there listening to us, uh, listen to Letter to Myself, which that's the the new album, and uh, see if you guys feel the same way we do, and then let us know what you think. Because that I was super pumped, super stoked. And I only gave it one listen through and I haven't listened to it again because I was super disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you want to know what I did? I went and I went back and listened to KSAD. Oh, there <laughs> you go. That's what I did. I was like, I need something to kick some ass. Right. Well, we um we've got a couple of really cool shows coming up. Um and I apologize. I apologize, guys, that that this episode isn't as long as the other ones have been, but um it's just kind of one of those weeks, but I can let you know that we definitely, um, we definitely have some really exciting stuff coming up. Um, we've got um, Jared Montague of, uh, he, formerly of Taproot, uh, on next week. Um, he's going to be talking with us about Metallica a little bit. And I know we already talked about Metallica, but uh, we're going to try to, uh, we're going to try to maybe cover some ground that we didn't cover before, and just kind of get Jared's uh, take on it. Because uh, we didn't have that last time, and uh, he's actually got a new book uh, that that he'll be talking about. Um, that uh, he's uh, he's let me read a, a little bit, li- little bits and pieces of it, and um, definitely good stuff. We can't wait to get together and talk to him. And then uh, after that, we're actually going to have uh, Jason Wisdom of Death Therapy uh, on, which we talked about Death Therapy uh, was all the way back in episode nine. Episode nine. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was that was a cool episode, and we were really excited about death therapy. And uh, after talking to Jason on uh, Facebook Messenger, um, it's looking like uh, we will be getting together with him to talk about living sacrifice. Um, which, if you didn't know, death therapy and living sacrifice are currently over in Europe uh, on a tour. So uh, we will be talking to Jason as soon as we get as soon as he gets back. We're right here. <laughs> we'll be here waiting to record. We will be. Um, so yeah, we we've definitely got some cool some cool stuff coming up. We've got uh, Industrial December that we're prepping up for. Uh, we're going to oh do boy. Industrial the entire month, and uh, oh. yeah, I couldn't be more stoked about that. Jeff seems pretty stoked. Oh, I'm more um, than stoked. Joe's remained delightfully indifferent. <laughs> um, which he's is like, good. I gotta listen to more of Jeff's bullshit music. That's what he's oh, no, dude. Industrial is right up my alley. Industrial's the, right, the 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 style that I don't get to listen to when I'm around Dan because it's just slightly below the bar of heavy that he's always like, Man, I don't want to listen to Zayo. Okay, oh hey, well, speaking the- of Zayo. Uh, Zayo has a new EP coming out uh oh, at the that's beginning right. of this month called I believe it's called Pyrrhic Victory. Is that right? I don't know. I think so. Probably. Uh, Can we get Scott know, you're, you're the Zayo expert take on here, that? So I'm, I'm yeah. defaulting to you. No, he already told me what it was called a long time ago, and I, I think it's Pure Victory. Anyway, that is going to be sick. It's uh, it's four songs that were not included on the Well Intentioned Virus, and I have already um, 
ordered my 10 inch vinyl <laughs> i thought you were gonna say your 10 copies my no just my 10 inch vinyl um i was a little broke this month so uh, i ended up only only getting the vinyl record i really wanted to get the shirt and record combo but uh the bank was like yeah no so <laughs> even though i have told my wife many many times that if i don't support my bands that i like they're all gonna starve to death and she doesn't want that on her conscience yeah that's right you just rather you know don't want those bands to starve to, be- to death let you know your just, kids can start. Yeah, death instead. yeah, for sure. <laughs> They'll get over it. That's okay. Why don't we go to uh, what we've been listening to this week since Viljarta is such a short... Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, let's do that yeah, so I can, actually, I can remember my damn ending. Yay! Yeah. Good call. So what is your right. album of the week, Jeff? Oh, my album of the week is Among the Amorphous by The Interbeing, and I think that might be a repeat for me, but I fucking love these guys, and since we kind of hinted on Industrial December... Uh, these guys got a bit of an industrial metal vibe to them, so I thought I'd throw that out there for people to get prepped and ready for uh, the, the month of December, which will be right around uh, right around the corner after we have a ton of awesome guests on. What about you, Dan? What what do you, what you got since you're sneaking on your phone? I've been listening to um, "In From Enslavement to Obliteration" by Napalm Death. Nice. Um, I got a, I got that record when I was in Indianapolis and. Uh, have been jamming it ever since. Uh, it's not very long, so uh, just you know, little little one minute grindcore songs. But uh, lyrics are really on point, <laughs> and uh, that's what I'm here for. So uh, that's heavily heavily recommend pretty much anything by Napalm Death. It really doesn't matter which album you get. That they, they, you know, the lyrics are cool, and the music all sounds the same. <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> I have been all guns blazing all week long. Painkiller by Judas Priest. Ooh. Which the more I listen to, the more I realize that they basically wrote 13 of the same song and just said, whichever one takes off, that's the single. Pretty much. It's the album title. 100%. And on that note, this has been episode 35 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to DanAndJoeShow at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash discuss metal. We have some sweet perks. And Jeff wants your money. Give me your money. Yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like I listened to the band for a few seconds. I was like, okay, cool. And then I got like an hour in and I'm like, oh shit, I'm done. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck, I'm done. (laughs) 